0: Are you ready to reach a whole new audience and skyrocket your brand's visibility? Introducing your golden opportunity, you can advertise your product, service, or business here on the Friends and Beauty podcast. This is the ultimate platform to connect with a vibrant community of beauty enthusiasts, professionals, and trendsetters. Our devoted listeners are passionate about all things beauty, and your message deserves to be heard. Whether you're a makeup brand, a skincare guru, salon owner, or anything in between, this is your chance to captivate a dedicated audience. Imagine your brand's name resonating through earbuds, sparking conversations, and inspiring action. This is your chance to make waves in a sea of possibilities. So don't wait. Step into the spotlight and let your message be heard, okay? Connect with us today at friendsandbeauty.com slash advertise to seize your moment on the Friends of Beauty podcast. Don't worry, I'll leave everything down below for you. And elevate your brand, capture attention, and make an impact. I look forward to sharing your brand with my friends in beauty, okay? So let's go ahead and jump back into the episode.
1: Hello. The $10,000 day. So that was with an event. And if you are a service provider, you should absolutely be hosting an event. You should be one, making sure you have a rolling list of contacts that you've done services on. And always keep your email list chock full. If you have somebody that has typos in their email, when they come in, make sure you fix it. Um, your email list is worth a pile of gold. So since we started, I started in 2019 in my, um, the salon suite um we had did transitions and then the pandemic happened and we kind of moved in here silently um I never had a grand opening and I was like oh my gosh it would make so much sense to do a grand opening on our third year open (laughs) you know so and this was right before I was going on maternity leave and I wanted to kind of make sure that they had a nice padding of, well, the business had a nice padding of, you know, cash just in case things happen to slow down, but we were going into the, you know, the busy season, so... I, um I, oh my gosh, it took us six, seven months to plan that event. I mean, and it was huge. Like we we did all kinds of marketing from radio, social media, paid ads. Um, I had a social media manager at the time and she was really ramping it up, like really ramping it up. We get emails, texts we did everything short of a pigeon taking a scroll and sending it to someone and like I said I really the main goal was to just make sure that my team felt confident when I left because I had my baby the next week.
0: <laughs> Welcome to the Friends in Beauty podcast a safe space for ambitious beauty industry creatives to have real talk get authentic answers and practical tools to grow their businesses. Join me every week as me and my special guest reveal the key to longevity and success in the beauty industry from the ups and downs of their journey to the nitty-gritty of their struggles and triumphs. We're spilling the tea on it all and most importantly having fun while doing it. You ready? Welcome to the Friends and Beauty podcast, Taj. Hi. Hey girl, hey. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So y'all, this is Taj. She is a solo esthetician coach And she teaches estheticians how to build their dream businesses and grow to six figures. And she's also the founder of Mahali Multicultural, helping her clients achieve their skin goals and everything. So yes, we have lots to talk about today. Oh my gosh, that sounds so amazing when you say it. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you, girl. Oh my goodness. I always feel like I'm never doing enough. So that's awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. We we all feel like that. It's always more that we can do, but mm-hmm. that's the journey of life. Yes. Cuz if we did everything now, then there would be nothing else to do. Like
1: Yes, and I feel like that's the that's what gets pushed. It's like do everything now so you can chill later. You're going to be older later and bored
0: so it bored right always something <laughs> exactly exactly well before we jump into the interview I would love to start off with some icebreakers to get yes. us warmed up and so the friends and beauty audience can get to know you outside of what you do for your business yes so the first one just give us three random facts about you three random facts
1: okay um my favorite thing I've ever done is skydived. I love skydiving. I went skydiving in Calabasas in California a couple years back. And I highly recommend everyone to try it at least once. Um, (laughs) um, Two, I'm actually currently in school to study for my LPN so we can start to transition into a med spa. Nice. Yes. And three, I'm really boring. So let's see. Um, (laughs) three um my favorite thing to do right now is reading like putting the baby to sleep and just sitting in my little reading chair like an old lady and enjoying my evening
0: (laughs) okay I love that what are you reading right now I am reading We Should All Be
1: Millionaires by Rachel Rogers.
0: I meant to get that book. It's so good. It's
1: my second time reading it.
0: Good. I need to get that book. It's like so many books I have like on my list. Like We Should Be Millionaires is one. Uh, Rest is Resistance because people keep telling me to read that. And it's another one. Oh, The Psychology of Money. Like those three books are like on my list.
1: Yes. I haven't read The Psychology of Money, but that's also on my list too. I actually
0: just looked it up. Well, I looked up like an infographic of it on Pinterest yesterday. So that's so mm-hmm. crazy you said that. Yes, yes, girl. Mm-hmm. And the skydiving, Um, I always tell people, I will meet you on the ground. I will be there <laughs> like to cheer you on. I'm like, I like to fly. So it's like, I cannot <laughs> imagine like jumping out of a plane if I don't have to.
1: Girl, and it's a little plane. It's a very small plane. But I, I think that it's really important to do things like that. Things that really make you scared because mm-hmm. I mean- It's so much like when it comes to just business owners and our overall fear in general, we got to do things like that to put us out of our comfort zone so that when we are in our playing field, you know, our business, it doesn't, everything doesn't feel so scary. Like, you know, if you said, okay, watch up out of a plane, I can do this. So that's, that's why I say everyone, everyone should try it.
0: Yeah, I've heard it like in that um, in that aspect of like, if you jump out of a plane, if you really conquer that fear, then it's almost like you can do pretty much anything.
1: You won't be scared of nothing. I promise
0: you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. What do people always tell you that you're good at aside from what you do professionally?
1: I'm good at, I'm really great at direction. So when it comes to, um, let's say we're putting together a trip or I'm putting together some kind of project with my family for us to do something. Mm-hmm. I'm really great at getting all the details together and then delegating it. Okay. <laughs> like like I can, I can make the master plan. I'm so not good at putting into action um, because I'll have 50 other things I'm juggling, but I'm really good at vision like it's just a visionary I guess yeah. okay mm-hmm. I
0: like that I like that when is the last time you did something for the first time
1: the last time
0: hmm. the last time I did something
1: for the first time it's been a long time <laughs> it's <laughs> probably been about four years ago um or well, you gave birth but Oh, that, that is true. But you know, that was really easy. Okay, we could talk about that. We'll say that. About eight months ago, I had my daughter. Um, and I mean, every I, I I feel for all the black women in you know in the world who are having issues with birthing. That's a, a huge epidemic right now when mm-hmm. it comes to um mortality rates and giving birth and delivery. Uh, I had a great delivery. So um, I, yeah, it was awesome. I was in there laughing. Um, the the epidural was epiduraling. okay I had a great team of supportive nurses and delivery doctors so it
0: was it was awesome so that was yeah eight months ago girl it, it yeah. was so
1: yeah it was great <laughs>
0: yeah I was just telling you about my best friend but she had a natural birth and I was present that was my fir- my third time seeing a baby born so I wasn't like but Woo. it was like a totally different experience Um, with somebody having a natural birth versus the people I've been there for that had epidurals I was it was like really really intense but she did
1: that I kept saying girl you did that like yeah she she did that she did that because I'm so scary I don't think I could have done it every mom that does that I'm like y'all are different
0: (laughs) y'all are different she I mean of course it was painful but she breathed through it and she I mean the baby's here healthy she's good so that's awesome that's beautiful yes, yes so I have these these pod decks here they have like these random cards in it okay oh what the heck and the would you bad there okay I- um mm, let's do what the heck what the heck let's give Taj please don't scare Taj away from the friends of beauty podcast <laughs> with this card let's see <laughs> oh this is cute this is a cute one. so what Guinness World record do you think you could break in the future?
1: in the future I could break <laughs> probably the longest lasting vow of silence. <laughs> I feel like I, I, I love talking about my business and in this industry uh-huh. but if I could just like silence is the best thing that I, I just love it. It is like a drug. I enjoy just shutting up because we talk yeah. all day. So it's like, if I could like just stop talking <laughs> and that's a very weird one. If I could just stop talking. Oh my gosh. I, I would love it. Give this,
0: this mouth a break. <laughs> I feel you. Cause I, I told somebody recently, I, I find myself lately just sitting in silence Like sometimes I just get so overstimulated with like scrolling or I love watching YouTube. YouTube is like my thing or like watching YouTube, watching other people's lives, watching vlogs, watching podcasts and stuff like that. And the other day I actually like cooked with no music. Mm -hmm. It was just me and the pots and pans clinking (laughs) because I was like, I just get so like tired of like hearing or just like you said, talking all the time and like, yeah, Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'll say this, like living when I lived
1: alone, um, that was the most beautiful thing because hours would go by. And you didn't say a thing, didn't say nothing. No one <laughs> saying anything to you. You're just enjoying your space, you know? So yep.
0: yes, silence yeah. is beautiful. <laughs> yes. What's your favorite thing about being a mom so far?
1: Oh my gosh. My favorite thing is that my daughter is my bestie boo I call her bestie boo all the time Mm -hmm. and like the first word was mama okay not too many people get that one okay so she said mama first and you know we we just vibe like just 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 hanging out with her spending time with her is really my favorite thing it's so awesome because she's yeah that's my bestie boo
0: <laughs> that's okay so, so, so I told you earlier I was like stalking your page so much so that I saw that you're an Aquarius Yes so, girl February Aquarius or January Aquarius I am a
1: February Aquarius very proudly by the way okay <laughs> February, your birthday
0: February
1: the 11th. Oh okay yeah. I'm the fourth i I'm February 4th <laughs> oh, I- oh my God I love it I love it I love it listen the vibes the vibes we're the best we are the most underrated just sign out of all the other signs
0: I'm saying I'm <laughs> saying we get a bad rap sometimes but I don't know why it's the men girl it's the men yeah. oh yeah the men are terrible the Aquarius <laughs> men I dated one one time and I was like mm-hmm. dang is this yeah. what people say that I be doing like no
1: no girl they're, they're different they're very They need to be excluded by themselves alone (laughs) on an island, girl. Yes,
0: yes. Yes, girl. Oh, my God. So, okay, this is the last one for the icebreaker. So, if you were an (laughs) esthetician and founder of Mahali Multicultural, is there anything else you could see yourself doing? Oh, my gosh. You're going to think this is so funny. I would be a barber.
1: I would 150% be a barber. Um, Yes, girl. I love... um, first of all, clearly I I don't mind chopping my hair off, but I love the culture, the new culture of the barbershop. And I'm not mm-hmm. going to talk about the old culture because I mean, the experiences I've had have been great. um, And I love that. I love having a job where you have kind of quick spurts of interaction. Sometimes with us, we just have people that are here for one hour. If they got a spa day, they're here for three to four hours. That's and um, I just really like the just, to just kind of have the quick in and out and also what's great is like I know what other um barbers do but they kind of like recycle their conversation on it you don't got to think too much you're like okay I'm gonna just tell you the same thing I told my last client
0: <laughs> right, Okay. it
1: also um I mean it's just being a female barber I think would be it's, it's just a game changer being the anomaly in that space would be dope
0: yeah yeah sure.
1: do you cut your own hair you know, I actually tried it once. And yeah, because we're doing like the Amber Rose kind of thing right now. You know, that's, that's real simple. But if it comes to mm (laughs) fading,
0: yeah, that'd be cool. I know some female barbers. That's, that's a cool space to be the woman that can actually like cut hair. Cause they be, the men be nervous, but it's like when you can actually cut hair, then it's like, that's dope. This
1: is true. But I think things are changing. I think it's going to be a shift soon.
0: Yes. Okay. So Taj, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you want us to know about you? Yes. So I am 26,
1: big 26. Okay. Um, I am the owner of Mahali's Multicultural Spa. Um, I first started off the spa as a one-room suite, um, not in the best area. <laughs> um, we converted that one-room suite to a two-room suite by just creating a divider and then after about a year and a half there, we transitioned into a six room spa, which is now multi, Mahali Multicultural Spa. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a beautiful daughter who is eight months old um, and she keeps me busy. I also have a six year old raggedy poodle, honey. She's very raggedy. She bosses me around. She's very jealous of my daughter. Um, and yeah, really, I, I wish I had more to me, but my life has been, you know, this business and I, yeah. I, I hate to be one of those people, but like, I, that's, this is where I'm at all the time. If I'm not at home with my babies. Yeah. yeah. Where are you from? I am from Greensboro, North Carolina. Okay. Yes. The middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like born and raised there.
1: Yes. Born and raised here. Um, When I graduated high school, I kind of had a Man, I forget about this. I kind of had a moment where I was like, I don't need to be here. And I um booked a flight about 2 days later and I moved to Denver with a friend. And I stayed out there for a couple years and I came back. Um Denver is really cool as well. I just it just wasn't for me.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. How long have you been an esthetician now? It'll be ooh um 5
1: years this August five whole years oh my gosh I haven't
0: stuck to anything this long ever <laughs> That's how I feel I'm a makeup artist and I always tell people this is the longest thing I've ever stuck with I've been a makeup artist oh this year would be 11 years oh my gosh. but God. this is definitely like the longest thing that I have ever stuck to like in my whole life because I will always be just you know interested in things and try mm-hmm. it And like mm, nah mm, that ain't for me Listen, but this I- is yeah
1: I love that. Like I, when I first had an inkling before I knew what an esthetician was, I wanted to be a makeup artist. I, makeup was my first love
0: uh-huh. just because
1: I suffered with grade four, grade three cystic acne for eight years. Wow. And so instead of me trying to, you know, figure out how to cure the acne, I was like, okay, let's just beat this face. Let's cover the acne. So you have a f- Fun job, girl.
0: <laughs> it's cool. It's okay, girl. It could be a little challenging sometimes dealing with yeah. all the, you know, just different personalities, personalities. And, their and their standards of beauty that yeah. is a little strange sometimes, but you gotta respect it. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's a lot.
1: I love that. But yeah, I, I get this customer service in general. Mm-hmm. What were you doing before you became an esthetician? Well, um, when I moved out to Colorado. Oh, right before I moved to Colorado, I was a Leasing agent at an apartment complex. I moved to Colorado because the leasing agent also was liquidating her business and moving to Colorado. Mm -hmm. And so she said, You can move over here, you can get a job. And I worked as a saleswoman for a hemp investment company out there. So it was my job to kind of go around and find different investors and connect with investors and connect them with hemp companies and marijuana companies out in Colorado. I actually ended up like working at retail after that, like doing a little bit of things at Nordstrom. And then I got my first job in a spa in Denver and Cherry Creek area. It was a beautiful spa. It's no longer open. I think the pandemic killed it. But Mm -hmm. I mean, that's my first spa job. And I was like, oh, oh
0: this is how we're
1: getting down this is how we're doing things okay this is a job I can I can come to work and rub on the people and love on the people instead of being at the front you know because no one ever really is happy to see the front desk they're always happy to see their service provider so that's that's what I did before then and then I um when I moved back after I got that spa job and I worked at Massage Envy um as a front desk person there and was in aesthetic school, and while I was in aesthetic school, still working at massage and being, I ended up getting a job at a med spa, and then a European wax center, and then we, we ended up here somehow. So, okay. um, I I was I've been in the industry, at least the the self care industry, for a while now. Yeah. since twenty
0: sixteen. Yeah, so being in that industry that would inspire you to just say, let me just go ahead and get my my license.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean. I had never even been to a spa before getting that job. I'll never forget when I first walked in for my interview. I was like, "Oh, this is nice! Oh my god! Oh my! God. Places like this exist." I had no clue. That's, That's what's it up.
0: I, I love that. I love that. So I saw look I saw on your Instagram. I told you it's okay. you said you got fired from your first two SD jobs. Like really? what happened, girl? Because I've been fired. I've been, you know, been <laughs> let go before too. Listen, that just means that we were too big for those roles. That's all Seriously. that means. It's, okay. Exactly.
1: It's, okay. So first job I got fired from. Um, I was working at a med spa. Um, the realty was I was working there and it, it was a smaller business the revenue was big but it was a smaller business and it was operated by someone who was a family member and to the owner and you know Hmm. I'm used to dealing with bigger companies where there's structure so you know we have you know training that we go through we have you know a handbook that we can refer to and that just wasn't the case um And everything was done so roundabout. There was never a set way to do every single transaction. So I was working there in the front desk and training with the esthetician and getting a whole lot of great insight there. Um, And there was one day where we had a transaction that was, uh, I think it was like $2,000 or $3,000. And i messed it up. And they accused me of stealing $50 from a $3,000 transaction. If I'm a steal, I'm going to take more than that. Ba- baby, baby, <laughs> I'm I'm going to take it all. Okay. But I'm not a, first of all, I'm not a thief. Right. Two, I was losing money to do, to take that job because I wanted the experience. You know, mm. I wasn't making much of anything. I took a pay cut to take that job just so I could have the experience and it paid off. However, when, you know. I was being accused of stealing. They I think that was just a just something that they they were planning on letting me go and they were just like okay we'll just use that. Now, I got fired from EWC and if y'all know that's European Wax Center. I've heard and, about them. Yeah, listen, they don't play. Listen, if you plan don't don't give European Wax Center the courtesy of a 2 weeks notice. Um cuz what I did was I I made my decision up because at the time I had a, a suite while working at EWC just doing lashes that's all I did was lashes and they were aware of that and they were fine with that because it was a non-competing service um but I had decided like you know what I've been I'm working 12 hour days I go to my suite from eight to two and then I come here and i'm here from two thirty to 8 you know i'm I'm gonna just step out on faith and do my own thing so i i let them know i'm like you know i just want to put in my two weeks notice they let me work one week and then they just came in there one day and was like yeah you gotta go and i was like okay nope all right bad. yeah no problem
0: listen they like, why wait you can go now
1: yeah, and every person that I know who has ever put in a notice with European Wax Center, they let them go usually immediately. So, like I said, don't give them the courtesy because they're not going to give you the courtesy at all.
0: That is that is crazy. I've been fired from my share of jobs before, and I was like you know I don't like li- having my livelihood in somebody else's hands so that's what kind of like pushed me to do makeup and stuff so I could yeah. like be it. it's like if I'm a fail let, let it be on my own like if yeah. I don't have no money like let it be because I didn't work not because exactly. y'all let me go
1: exactly yeah I
0: agree so, what, what was it that well you already had your lash suite but what was it that ultimately led you to that first location that you like split into the two and all of that
1: yes yeah, so old girl I feel like why does everything have to be such a raggedy story it can't just be simple (laughs) oh my goodness so um I at the time when I was first doing lashes and working at European Wax and I was lashing off my couch off my mom's couch not even my couch I was still living at home Mm -hmm. and so it was it was getting to the point where my mom was just and I had a dog it just wasn't very professional you know and the really the straw that broke the camel back the camel's back was when um, I was doing lashes in the living room and my mom decided that it was time to remount the tv so I got somebody's eyelids taped close and they just hearing all the power tools and the stuff being lifted up and dropped and I'm just like okay this isn't gonna work um I told my dad and I was like you know if you know anybody you know just let me know he's like actually I have a friend, you know, who's dating this girl. She has a suite, and I think she'd be willing to uh, share it with you. And I'm like, "Oh, okay, that works out perfectly." He's like, "The only catch is it's in High Point." I was like, "That's not a problem." So I end up we made an agreement. You know, we're going to split the rent, and I would be there in the morning, and she would be in the afternoon. It worked out perfectly because I worked in the afternoon, right? And uh, after two weeks of being there, the landlord basically came in and was like, "Hey, who are you?" And I was like, "Oh, hi, I'm Taj. You know, I'm I am leasing with whatever her name was. I don't even remember what her name was." He was like, "Okay, well, where's the rest of the rent?" And I was like, "Um, oh, I don't know oh what God. you're talking about." He was like, "Well, you only paid me half, and the rent is this." And she told me that you were going to be paying the rent. And I was like, "That's not what she told me. She told me I needed to pay this amount." And so, girl, he was like, "Well, I really should be locking your doors right now." And I was. just got here oh my gosh so me and him we I I agreed you know I ended up telling her what happened and he gave me about two weeks to just pay half to see if she would ever pay she didn't and, and then I ended up just Pan it full and get all her crap up out of there. She left the state and everything. She had yes, oh, yes. some other
0: stuff going on. She
1: why does every like I said, every story is raggedy. I didn't. <laughs> i had to get done raggedy a couple times before we
0: um, you know, got here. But yeah. Thanks. How did you know when it was time to expand into the space that you're in now? Well, um, I'll say when it really got
1: busy was right when the pandemic hit so we were gaining traction and things were going well you know we were making you know a few thousand dollars a month and I'm like okay look at, look at me look at sure. <laughs> and um I got on YouTube when we went on lockdown one because I was bored out of my mind I was having a mental breakdown just because you know I love what I do and having it taken away from me really hurt and so I, I got on YouTube and YouTube really catapulted my business forward much faster than I ever would have expected Mm -hmm. Um, and once I did that probably about three months into YouTube and just posting consistently that is when people started to come either from out of the state or from out of the city or even people were finding me in my backyard and that's when it got that's when we really started hitting you know big numbers and so that's when I was like okay this one little room is not going to cut it. I was like, I also need some help. I could use like a, an assistant. So we yeah. split it in two. The assistant was an esthetician as well. So she could help me and she could also learn and we worked together. So, and it, it got to the point where we were in there all day and both of the rooms were occupied. I'm like, okay, we can't do this anymore. We need a real, like a real wall. We, when I say we, a wall, I mean, we had a curtain <laughs> <laughs> in between us and that wasn't, that wasn't going to do with it. So
0: that's when it was time yes what were you um talking about on YouTube
1: so I mean the craziest thing is so funny when you follow like God's divine steps the first video I ever made was how to get a pretty kitty (laughs) and at the time I was doing more waxing than any other service and so I was like oh my gosh we're gonna go on lockdown these girls about to go grab their razors grab their nair grab whatever and just be messed up in the game all the progress that we've you know, made. And I was just thinking strictly for my clients. And so I, um, I made a video just saying, Hey, please don't do this. Or like, Hey, if you're going to shave, please do this. Here's Mm -hmm. how to exfoliate. Here's how to treat dark marks. Here's how to help with ingrown hairs, inflammation, that kind of thing. And that video was went it went baby viral. I I mean, it went viral. That was the first video made a million views. What? That's what's crazy. Like I said, following God's divine steps that's what'll happen. And so that was the first one. But then I started talking about my journey with my acne and how to treat hyperpigmentation. And, you know, at that time, skincare was really like, it's still very prevalent online, but it was really jumping online. Then, you know, people were getting into the Korean skincare and that kind of thing. And I just wanted to put my two cents in because there wasn't too many estheticians who were black and giving advice on how to treat our skin. And that was something I really wanted to hone into because hence, you know, multicultural skin specialists. So okay. that's what we are really focused on. on that, that is so dope. How often were you posting on YouTube? Literally just once a week, Okay, once a week. Um, I don't think I ever made it past <laughs> one video a week. And that's just because I, I knew my threshold. It was a lot, I had to record it. I barely knew how to edit, you know, mm-hmm. I'm that and I was all I could handle at the time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about those before and afters of the waxing? Ooh. waxings down there. On on Instagram? Because mm-hmm. girl- <laughs> I like I get mixed, mixed answers. It's like, well, you gotta show the, you know. But I'm like, when That's I see the, them, I'll be like, oh my God. <laughs> no. Here's the thing,
1: if there's levels to it, right? If you got your client butterfly and you down here with the camera and you got your three fingers over the musty cat and it's just like hair and, and then afterwards the last one is just three fingers but it still it's just greased I cannot first of all nobody wants that kind of shock on their timeline don't get me wrong I'm sure it'll definitely slow the scroll which exactly. is awesome but it kind of just gives a distaste and it can result in people unfollowing you and that could be your you know your potential clients yeah. there is a way to show that you're a good waxer without doing that and the best form of marketing for waxing is always going to be word of mouth and reviews everyone's going to tell you about their wax girl they don't need to show it you know no one's walking around pulling down their panties and like hey yeah you see no one that's not that's (laughs) not how you market waxing so it's a no for me but
0: I'm guilty I'm guilty
1: I, I, I too used to do it
0: yeah. But no. Yeah. I I would see them on my timeline sometimes I'm like here we go. Here go another one.
1: <laughs> and I just need the girls to know like that that's not it. It's just not a classy look for your business, if that if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. So when you got to this space over here, like do you remember your first hire? Like how was that process of hiring your first person? <laughs> Um so
1: I, I just did the tri- the traditional way of hiring. I made a post on Indeed for my first hire. Um my first hire actually was with me the longest up until um last year. Um but very simple, you know, we what we did is I made the post, I started reaching out to people. Um she actually came in because she wanted to introduce herself and we just did an interview right there and I was like, oh, "Okay, I think this this will work. Mm-hmm. and so yeah, um i just did it super basic and i will say back then indeed was a lot cheaper than what it is today. okay. So there might be different methods for and you know, anyone else that's looking to expand their team rather than doing that.
0: yeah, what did you hire her for?
1: um well, <clears throat> i was looking for a assistant that was also an esthetician. Um, or was at least in school so okay. that not only would they be able to help me with checking in clients checking out clients flipping rooms um, sanitizing implements um, reaching out to clients if I needed to reschedule or if I was running later you know just doing those kind of things clerical tasks um, mm-hmm. but they would also really get a good idea of what I did how I did it you know so that when they start because they usually want to get into you know offering treatments as well, they'll see how I do it in, you know, the protocol SOPs and that kind of thing, what's to be expected so they can duplicate that in the treatment room. Mm -hmm. And I highly recommend people hiring that way, or at least have your SOPs nice and tight when you hire your first person.
0: Yes. Yes. Standard Mm -hmm. operating procedures for for those who don't know. Yes. Yes what kind of treatments and services do you offer at your, your, spa, yeah, your, your spa, your spa. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of uh, treatments and services do you provide now?
1: Yeah. So currently, um, our top service that we do is hydrofacial. Mm-hmm. So hydrofacial, microneedling, chemical peels, um, a traditional facials, um, oh my gosh, traditional European facial, and then full body waxing.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I, oh gosh, I started off doing a ton of stuff um and I don't recommend anyone doing that because that was crazy but um but yeah that those are our bread and butter right now
0: yeah yeah so once you turn into a med spa like what's the difference in the services that you can offer
1: so um as we become a med spa, which is literally happening within the next week. Um,
0: oh my gosh. Yeah,
1: girl, it's real. It's very, very real. Um, oh my gosh, that's exciting. I've been, yeah, I've been super quiet about it. Um, just telling our clients I haven't really made it. So it'll be the first time that other people can hear it. Um, first things first, laser services. So um, I'm loving to see that laser hair removal is starting to pick up again. Um, I, people don't know like laser went back like early 2000s super popular throughout the 10 2010ish era um it kind of lo- slowed down just because um the price i think deterred people okay. um the thing is laser hair removal is so common now that it's there's so many more affordable options so laser hair removal laser facials, um, yes, girl, yes, we're getting, we're getting into it. Um, I'm also hiring an RN so we can get into some injectables. So Botox and baby filler, you know, just light injectables. And what I'm loving about that is that we're gonna be able to kind of debunk a lot of myths about filler and Botox in the black community because yeah, yeah girl, I say Botox, everybody like seizes up and I'm like, just relax, girl. <laughs> Just relax like it's okay you're not gonna leave looking like the mask I'm just I'm just letting you know that there are things I've gotten even gotten backlash online before for talking about getting Botox or filler so yeah,
0: yeah I saw your video on that when you got yeah, your, yeah. Uh, your filler, your Botox, I was like, okay. And I also like realized too, I feel like back in the day that used to be like stuff that was like reserved for like celebrities or something. Yeah. Like you just only used to see celebrities getting filler, Botox and stuff like that. So yeah. I feel like, like just the mainstream people don't really know much. Like they are just not educated on like what it does. And, yeah. you know,
1: I agree. And I'll say this, like, you know, <clears throat> celebrity culture is shifting, you know, now we, Are the new celebrities, you know, people who create content are the celebrities, you know, it's celebrities don't hold the same influence as they used to 10 years ago. So now that they know that we have people who want to look good on camera, want to look good for TikTok, they want to show up looking amazing, you know. And enhance what they're what they're looking like oh this just kind of slowly stop some of the aging process you know some anti-aging they realize like okay these people actually you know the general public does have the money to do these services yeah they they I don't know why they thought that they didn't there's several professional people who had the funds to do this the whole time but yeah, yeah. it is what it is
0: yeah is there anything that people should how can I want to? How do I want to ask? Like before getting like Botox or fillers or something like that, what is that decision to do that? I'm only okay. So I'll tell you why I'm asking because I watched this girl on YouTube. Yeah, and she got filler in her top lip to like you know plumb because her top lip was like very like mm-hmm. thin. So when she got the filler, I was like, okay, like yeah, that looks really good. But then like she wanted more and then she wanted more. And then like a week later, her next vlog is like, I'm getting my filler dissolved. I'm like, girl, like after you just did all of that. So like before people jump into like doing those type of treatments, like I guess when you start to offer it, like what would you, how would you advise them to make sure like this is the decision that you want to make. So you're not coming back saying like, okay, I want it gone now.
1: Right. So the biggest thing is first, you need to date your injector. And that just means okay. really get to know them, really get to know their style of injection, um, or injecting. Um, because really when people start to kind of look like, you know, really duckish or yes. very overfilled, you know, past their lips and that kind of thing, that's all just neglect from their injector. Injectors mm-hmm. are supposed to tell you no. And if they don't, that means they don't care about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I I mean, at the med spa I worked at, I shadowed the injector for many, many hours. And there have been times where she would say no. And that's what you're supposed to as a good injector. Or if you're going to do something here, like, okay, well, if we're going to do this, we need to balance somewhere else, or you're going to look crazy. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just about being honest, instead of just being like, yeah, let me take this quick, you know, whatever. I know that filler dissolving is really popular right now. And that's just because we're leaving the era of being overfilled. The Kylie lip is the over lip, the overfilled lip era. Yeah. Um, or like, you know, Black China dissolving all the mid-face filler she has. That was what was really popular is like the very snatched, overly, you know overly exaggerated facial features were super popular. And that's just not a trend anymore. So Mm -hmm. if people are talking about
0: getting their filler dissolved, it's just because it's trendy because, you know, things are changing. Got you. Got Mm -hmm. you. Okay. That that makes a lot of sense for Mm -hmm. sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. So how did you go about building your loyal client base where you are now? I mean, even to be able to expand, like obviously business was booming. So how did you build your loyal client base?
1: Um, I'm really big on client experience. Give me one second. Uh I'm really huge on client experience. So what their pathway looks like leading up to before they book, so when they find our page, to when they find our booking page, getting booked before they come in. When they do first come in, how they're being, you know, greeted, how things presented to them. How does it smell in here? Mm -hmm. How does the presentation look? Do we make sure that everything's clean? You know, when they go to wait, is the waiting area, you know, conducive to relaxation? And then, you know, when we do our service, making sure that anybody that's putting their hands on my, not just my clients, just our clients, that they are one well-versed and educated. I love hiring skin nerds. Every single person that gets hired by me has to do multicultural skin specialist certification before Uh they touch anyone. Uh And that's just so they know what they're talking about. Um, You know, there's clients coming to you, viewing you as the expert. You need to be able to answer these questions swiftly, you know, or if you don't know the answer, be able to tell them, you know, let me go and check with someone or let me check with, you know, my sources to double check that with you. And then from there, just having them have a great experience here, and also membership. We are membership based, uh-huh. and that has helped tremendously with retention. I, I highly recommend memberships. Yes, so
0: awesome. you only do memberships?
1: Um, we do à la carte. So, like, okay. if you want to just get a regular facial, you know, without joining our our membership, that's perfectly
0: fine too. Okay. However, we convert most of our clients to members i love that Mm -hmm. okay i love it i love it i love it i have a lot of estheticians that um that listen to to the show so i hope y'all are taking notes please girl (laughs) if you
1: don't have a membership get one especially for the summer slump y'all know the j months are crazy having a membership will save you every time that's just predictable income just really helps me sleep at
0: night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Where do you see, like just being in the education space and stuff now, like where do you see most um, service providers or spa owners lacking when it comes to the customer experience?
1: I want to say they drop the ball after the service is done. Nice. So that's the biggest hole I see. Um, one with retail recommendations. Um, oh. two with ensuring that they try everything in their entire being to either have them rebooked or signed up for some form of recurring monthly membership mm-hmm. um, the thing is they are oh my gosh way less likely to come back you know, or keep you top of mind if you don't they don't schedule that appointment before they walk out the door, mm-hmm. they're definitely like, oh my gosh, this was so nice. This was great. Oh, I know I need to spoil myself more, but you know, the newness of a facial, oops, excuse me, the mm-hmm. newness of a facial wears off, you know, after about two weeks in, they get into the hustle and bustle of life again. And unfortunately, even though you were great, I'm sure they've forgotten about you, or at least you're just not the top of mind unless they have some underlying skincare condition they're looking to treat. So Mm -hmm. that's number one. And two, so many estheticians are scared to sell retail. They're so scared. Um, I had a trainer, um, who told me that 50% of your income should be coming from retail sales. Now I am currently not at that place yet, but we are damn close just because, you know, it's so inconveniencing to have your client go out and grab something that you don't have there ready for them. Like, what if they just want to go straight home? What if they just want to take what you have? Be like, okay, I got everything I needed all in one swoop and go home.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: you have to think about that as well. And you're doing them a disservice. Some just the, you know, they think like, oh, okay, it's kind of like, you know, you're on a date with someone, you know, and you guys might've, you know, you might've did something, you know, grown afterwards. That's the service. Y'all did something mm-hmm. grown. And then, so you just go be like, all right, bye. you know you're not gonna you're not gonna cook cook them breakfast you're not gonna walk them out you know like you want to think of that kind of like as a a, adult interaction like make sure they're good make sure that you are at the
0: top of mind
1: always so
0: yes So like retail services, as far as like offering them like some kind of aftercare product or something to maintain their, you know, skin, you know, in between appointments and stuff like that.
1: Absolutely. Especially skincare if they're facial based. Absolutely.
0: Got you. Got you. Mm -hmm. How did you learn all of this business stuff? Did you have a coach or anything or just from like experience and being a customer working in spas and stuff like that?
1: I'll say a little bit of both. Um, I really did. Take note when I was working at these places. Um, like I said, I might talk junk about European Waxener, but European Waxener runs like a well oiled machine. There, at any moment, at any given second, there is a place where you need to be and you know where you need to be. And mm-hmm. they're really great at that. At the med spa, it really kind of got me a chance to see what elevated luxury service looks like. Mm-hmm. And I have spent tens of thousands of dollars on coaching and continuing ed like I actually have a problem like I just bought like two social media classes this past week I have a a issue I'm addicted to learning new information just because every time I've ever invested in myself it's paid off dividends every Mm -hmm.
0: single time that's because you implement it though
1: yeah yeah, that's something to be (laughs) aware of too it's, it's a guy that I know he calls that when you just take information and you don't use action he calls that mental masturbation oh <laughs> only be it. a mental masturbator actually do something with the information you're giving. so yes, yes. yeah I,
0: I'm totally there like I love investing and learning and stuff but I also told myself recently like I'm not investing in any more coaches until I implement what I learned from the mm-hmm. last one like fully like yes. implement the stuff because you can't say the stuff doesn't work unless you're like doing it so I'm not investing anymore I'm not buying any more classes (laughs) or anything until I execute on what I've learned so far absolutely Absolutely. yes so one thing for sure friends and beauty was built off of networking just like building relationships with other people and just kind of sitting back and letting those relationships work so like how have you been able or what kind of relationships have you built with like other service for providers not necessarily estheticians or you could be estheticians too to kind of like help you to grow your business any collaborations or things like that
1: yes um but but very few very few when I first started off in my suite coincidentally um my best friend is a cosmetologist she's no longer a cosmetologist but she was a high-end luxury um hair colorist um and we actually worked in the same building. And she had a huge audience and they were coming to see her. And what I would do is I would just pop in every now and then and just say, Hey, Um, but she was also constantly talking about me, beefing me up. And I was always doing services for her. She would do services for me. Um, So that was my first collaborating relationship. And I'll say this, there were other hairstylists in there. Um, Like there was a stylist named Christian Klein. There was another one named Yolanda. And they were all very supportive of me because I was the only esthetician in the space. And so- that really helped. As I've grown up, <laughs> and we've we're over here now. Um I haven't been as good about collaboration as I should be. And mainly because once YouTube kind of really helped to, to build a platform for me, I was, I wasn't being treated the same um, with other service providers, you know it was, it was never like a give and take kind of relationship. It was always like a take and take. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was really weird. And also I'll just be the first to say it. Like the aesthetic businesses is, it's a lot of mean girls in the
0: business.
1: Uh-huh. And I think that, um, you know, I've had my fair share of mean girls, even like I've hired mean girls and they end up being mean to me. And I'm just like, what I do to you? But, um, I'm really to myself these days, but that's changing. That's that's absolutely changing. I had meetings this week with collaborating companies in our area, but right. definitely been to myself.
0: Yeah, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Because even now I'm to the point where, it's a little weird like I don't want to put myself on like a pedestal or like I'm not on a high horse but sometimes when I meet people I'm always wondering like are you really trying to be my friend or are you trying to like get in there so that eventually you can like because I've had it happen before where I thought somebody was like genuinely trying to like befriend me and I'm a friendly person so like I like people so I'm going to talk to you I'm going to befriend you as well but then it was like oh, so I have these, these products, like you want to try them out and maybe share them. Like, so now my guard is a little up. It's like, oh, I thought you was trying to be my friend. You just wanted me to promote something for you. So and you gotta be that way. Unfortunately,
1: because I mean, like I said, I've, I've literally hired people who have, you know, told me like, oh my gosh, yes, I want to work here. I want to stay here. And mm-hmm. I want to, I want to be able to build and grow with you whole time they just want to see here come and see what's going on in the back end and you know try to steal a sauce and dip and that's like but then when they realize there's no secret sauce it's hard work then they're like oh shit excuse me like ah, oh, i ain't sticking around for this like yeah. oh you do you mean you have to work here like we gotta work no thank you i'm good
0: yes girl yes girl oh, my god so when when did you transition into education so it's been
1: something I've been wanting to do for a long time. Excuse me. 2020, 2019, when I was lashing heavy, I was doing a ton of lash classes. Like okay. to all if any of my OG lash girls hear this, like I just want to say thank you. Mm-hmm. I almost want to do lash classes again because I have sent some uh, an employee or a couple of employees to LASH training with other LASH techs. And when I hear about the training, I'm like, I'm sorry, what did y'all do? Like, what did I pay for y'all to do? Wow. Like, I could have did that. I just thought I was saving myself some time. <clears throat> but I started off with that and I loved it. Group LASH training was so much fun. And what I learned too is like, you know, I don't have to bog myself down to one-to-one interactions all the time just to make a living. And so um, I was doing that from 2019. I did it in 2020. And then when YouTube took off, I had to stop completely because we were, I was too busy. I was okay. way too busy to even sit and think a thought about making a class again. Um, recently, this past, well, this yeah, a few weeks ago in June, I did an aesthetic um, Beauty Boss Blueprint event. And that was something that I wanted to really, really promote and I'm, I'm so grateful for the women that came it was a great a great um, event and so we talked all things you know just on the back end you know establishing your business credit making your first hire um, sales and social media and then we also did some skincare demos and really what I wanted to do with this event was to get feedback to see okay where do people need the most info from where do they need where do they need building at is it more on the service side is it more on the you know on the business side I wanted Mm -hmm. to see which gap I could fill a little bit more specifically and so that being said um it it was really beautiful I would love to do something again but I want to do something virtual because I had people from you know different countries saying like oh my gosh I wish I could come or I wish Mm -hmm. you had a virtual option because I would have signed up and I'm just like I'm so sorry
0: got you I was gonna ask you if it was virtual in person so it was an in-person event
1: it was in person um but I am working on something currently that'll be virtual because I hate that I missed out on those connecting with those women Um, because I I had some great information
0: I I gave like all the tea everything <laughs> that's right like, that's I feel like that's an Aquarius thing give them everything but the kitchen sink <laughs> yeah I mean like
1: I can't what someone else is doing it can't stop me from what I'm doing because what's for me is for me so
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah so tell us how this contributed to this ten thousand dollar day like oh the ten thousand dollar day so that was with an event
1: and if you are a service provider you should absolutely be hosting an event you should be, one, making sure you have a rolling list of contacts that you've done services on. Always keep your email list chock full. If you mm-hmm. have somebody that has typos in their email, when they come in, make sure you fix it. Um, your email list is worth a pile of gold. So since we started, I started in 2019 with in um, the salon suite. Um, we had did transitions, and then the pandemic happened, and we kind of moved in here silently Um, I never had a grand opening and I was like oh my gosh it would make so much sense to do a grand opening on our third year open (laughs) you know so and this was right before I was going on maternity leave and I wanted to kind of make sure that they had a nice padding of well the business had a nice padding of you know cash just in case things happen to slow down but we were going into the you know the busy season so I um I oh my gosh, it took us six, seven months to plan that event. I mean, okay. and it was huge. Like we we did all kinds of marketing from radio, social media, paid ads. Um, I had a social media manager at the time and she was really ramping it up, like really ramping it up. We did emails, texts. We did everything short of a pigeon taking mm-hmm. a scroll and sending it to someone. <laughs> and so, I mean, it was from what time was that from it was from 12 until seven I mean and when I tell you we had a line I wish you guys could see we had a line all day until the last 30 minutes wow yeah it was it was crazy and you know um it was just so they can kind of see what we do here Like we have mimosas we demoed you know our European wax or your excuse me our European signature facial hydrafacial, um, we did many facials, we did consultations. And, you know, and at the very end, you know, after they kind of got the experience, you know, we, you know, set them up, I was here in the front with another one person setting people up with skincare and their regimen. So it, it was a ton of product that was sold a lot of appointments booked. And mm-hmm. like I said, I really, the main goal was to just make sure that my team felt confident, when I left, cause I had my baby the
0: next week. Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> yes. I had her the next week and everybody was trying to talk me out of it. Like Taj, you are super duper pregnant. You absolutely should not be doing this right now. I'm like, y'all leave me alone. I'm gonna <laughs> Do this. I, I got to do this for the team. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to make some big money, if you need a, a big chunk of money, you want to do it in a short amount of time. An event is an amazing opportunity to do that
0: yes yes oh my god that's so cool oh this i like that i like that i have i do like networking events but i'm always trying to figure out ways to like maximize it like how can i max out on these on these events
1: listen girl come up with a package for um cosmetics like if you have people who get their makeup done a little bit more consistently or let's say you do like your highest price service and you're like you know for this day and this day only when you book it it's 20 percent off and you know you can when you book it, you can book it for whenever you need to. It doesn't have to be like the next week or something. Yeah. But do that, and then like host host something like that. You know, mm-hmm. it's I mean events are crazy. I was in a group with this woman. Like I thought I was doing something with my my ten thousand. She did a mini event and did twenty thousand. You know, events are crazy. They're great. So I highly recommend it for diversifying. You know, not just service money and membership money, but that event money
0: yes yes so after having the the beauty balls blueprint like what are some of the challenges that you're seeing estheticians trying to overcome or the the gaps that do need to be filled at this time
1: I think the biggest one is incorporating retail that's Mm -hmm. number one like really being serious about incorporating retail like not not half-stepping um the second thing is mindset and you know I think that we'll all have a mindset thing Um, like I said, when I I first started talking to you about, you know, jumping out of planes, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, you have, they have to be fearless and take calculated risks. And a lot of times people are so scared to take calculated risks. Um, my front desk, she sees the invoices that I have to pay and she's just like, I just don't know. I could never imagine paying that much. And I'm just like, you got to do what you got to do. You know, you can't do something, you can't do the same thing, expect a different outcome. You gotta do some step out on faith. Even that day where we did um, you know, the event, I had never spent that much, never in my in my life <laughs> spent that much prepping for that event. But it turned out, you know, it paid, it paid, it paid out, and at least not for one single thing. And yeah, same thing with the hydrofacial machine. Hydrofacial is our number one service. The machine is extremely expensive. It's a car. And it's like, but since we've done that, it's been paid off. It's mm-hmm. you know, we can now charge a higher price for a service. Yeah. You gotta step out and do those things that scare you that make your butt clench up so yeah. that you can, you know, get to another level because otherwise you'll be playing on the same field. That's why we're we're moving into you know the med spa space, which is scary but very exciting
0: yes it is like for those estheticians too because I know sometimes when I'm ready to like expand or do something with my business I'm always like where is this money gonna come from so leverage business credit <laughs> is like the way yeah, to go
1: definitely for sure net I mean even if you're starting with like a net 30 or net 60 account mm-hmm. you know just small things to help build that that business credit
0: up that's that's gonna take you a long way too yeah, absolutely. Well, I have a never have a ever question for you, Taj. Okay. It is that time. So okay. if this has happened to you before, share the story behind it, as well as like your advice to any esthetician who's in the position that you're into. I mean, you can't really avoid it, but how to handle the situation or some precautions to take to catch it or whatever. So mm-hmm. the question is, never have i ever had an employee steal from me before has this happened
1: to you <laughs> oh this has definitely happened to me <laughs> so um yes i have had a an employee steal from me so what had happened was um on a day where i had two girls doing training in the back it was a um it was actually a spa manager and she had taken a couple hundred dollars from the desk from the, the cash box and um, I noticed it literally that night or if it wasn't that night it was the next day and um, you know let, let's talk about how you navigate this situation and what you can do to prevent it. Um, Number one the story with that hat once I discovered it was missing I was like oh my gosh who did it you know everybody was here that day except for me so how am I going to figure out who did it? at the time I had security cameras, but they were not hooked up. They were not hooked up. I had not done what I needed to do to make sure I had access to the security cameras. So what I did was I called a meeting and I told everyone like, Hey, we have an urgent meeting tomorrow, right at shift change. So right when we do shift change, I need at least 30 minutes of your time. So I was like, okay. So what I did was I was like, so everyone, there's been money that's been stolen, you know, I'm going to give you one or two options. I'm like, I, you can tell me if you stole the money by 1159 tonight. Um, you can text me, let me know, or you can let me know now, or I'm going to have to sit here and watch eight hours worth of footage and figure out who it was. And when I find out, and if I have to do that, that means I'm going to, not only am I going to fire you, but I'm pressing charges. So oh. please make it your business to let me know, and I was so capping.
0: <laughs> <mean, laughs> they
1: like that she got footage, right? I mean, like, girl, I mean, they were they were right there. Like, there were so many, like, and so I'm like, okay, I, I gotta do it. Like, you know, I gotta, I gotta pull their car. I gotta do it. So what ended up happening was at like 11:50, the girl texted me and was like, Taj, I'm so sorry. It was me. I just, I, I just needed the money. And da da da. da. And so she's like, I'll bring it tomorrow. I was like, We'll talk tomorrow. And what I ended up doing was I actually like I told him like, you know what, keep it. If you really needed it that bad, have it. Um, but you're you know we're severing this relationship. Good luck to you. Um, Mm -hmm. how I could have avoided this. Number one, if I would have ran a background check Uh and really checked all of her of her sources, you know the people she what are they called? Recommendations? Like references or something? References. Yes, that's the word. I would have known that at her previous job, she already stole. She stole from her previous job. Mm. And so it could, it was, the writing was on the wall. I could have made the decision before she even got started here. And I would have avoided that, you know, and luckily I was in a place where, you know, a few, a couple hundred dollars wasn't going to make me or break me. However, comma, it's the it's just the, the thought of it, you know, it's like the lack of respect, you know, The that you thought you could do that, it'd be great, you would be cool, or you thought that I didn't count the money, or like, either way, um, always make sure you do a background check, it only costs a few dollars, always take the time to reach out to references, and on top of that, when you're reaching out to references, make sure that you call the place that they used to work at. Not just the number that's on that list because the girls love to put a bestie down as a reference.
0: I could reference a couple of times, <laughs> I like, yeah. and
1: I mean, like, don't get me wrong, like, if they could put in a good word for you, sure. However, I need to know how you operated yourself in a professional setting because this is a professional setting. How did you work at when you were in your job, or how did you work while you were in your position? So, yes, y'all and also we went cashless after that we don't keep cash we don't even do cash transactions anymore so
0: got you you. do you take stuff like that kind of personally or do you just kind of like take it as a personal issue for like that person Mm,
1: I don't think that I I I don't think I took it personally okay I just feel I felt like I didn't take it personally because I didn't do my due diligence Mm -hmm. um but I will say there is like a kind of a sting there because like I feel like I'm constantly having people feel like they can try me I, and I tried so hard to be nice. And also this person was older than me. I think that a little bit of the age gap or like, you know, I, it's it's really hard to get respect as a younger entrepreneur from mm. older employees that you try to bring in. And so I just think that they they could try it and just see what would happen, but it's okay
0: it's fine. These are the hard lessons that we have to learn. Like you got to go through it sometimes so that Mm -hmm. you can avoid it. Like you said, you're cashless now and you know, if it happens again, you know how to handle that situation. Or if you have a, you know, you're teaching now. So if somebody ever has to go through that, you can like, you know, walk them through that process. Girl, yeah. I would be so shook. Cause like one of the things that I'm working on is like confrontation. Like I hate, I like I just dislike it a lot. So I have been working on it in therapy for like a couple of years. So to have to like fire somebody, I would be like, get somebody else to do it. Like- <laughs>
1: it's tough like no one I, I never enjoyed letting anyone go it's not something like I take pride in mm-hmm. however I think it's much easier to handle confrontation when it's more in your face like you know when it's like in your face disrespect versus
0: underhanded disrespect That's so you know it's like if you try to like play me like I'm stupid or something then you know, I have no problem like-
1: right right but when it comes to that stuff where it's like you have to initiate the conversation because you're like hey you know I noticed you took this money could you mind giving it back and like oh oh my gosh and I'd like to say too I'm so glad that that worked because girl I did not know I took that straight from Ozark episode one episode one I was that man was like okay somebody took my money who was it and he just started cracking heads and I was like oh that's so funny Oh my gosh yes yes
0: okay I love it I love it so I know that you're teaching one of the things you say you're teaching your students how to like scale how to get their their business to six figures like how are you doing that and then also can you give us a glimpse into like this six figure business model yes I sure
1: can so the biggest thing that I look at is to make sure or I try to see how okay let's start from the beginning when I'm assessing someone to see how they can get to their six figures in their business, I currently look at what their process is now and what their booking rate is. So that means, are they 90% booked? Are they 100% booked? They don't have anywhere else to take anyone. Um, I assess the pricing to see, does this pricing reflect the goals that you're looking to get? And then I also kind of assess where they want to be, you know, just by themselves, you know, or like where they want to be in their business. So. Do you want to be a solo service provider forever and ever, amen? Right. Do you want to grow into a team and have a team of people to work with you? Um, and that's how we start. Just because typically everyone that I talk to, they're like, Taj, I've tried everything. I- I'm posting all the time. Um, you know I'm doing dances I'm in, I'm in my room I got a fuzzy rug I posted my fuzzy rug and my pink implements and my neon signage why is it not working I've been I work 6 hours a day why is it not working and mm-hmm. typically the problem is a lot of estheticians or service providers are busy and not productive so they're busy but they're not doing the right tasks so for instance it's you it's usually the thing that they are it's the thing they're avoiding that's what's going to cause them to go to the next level. So for instance, um, I have one person where I, I I ask her like all the time. I'm like, because we haven't been able to move forward. I'm like, hey, so, you know, I'm asking you, what, it, what are your numbers specifically? We need to know what your numbers are. Like, I need to know where, how many new clients you had, the exact number you had. And I need you to tell me where did they come from? And a lot of people can't even start there. And I'm just like, see, this is this is the data that we need to figure out what's working because you're doing so much of everything when really you could just be going deep into one thing. Right. So for instance, if the majority of your clients are coming from TikTok and you're posting on YouTube and you're posting, you're doing ads in a magazine and radio ads and whatever have you, okay, stop all the other stuff because TikTok is converting. So yeah. let's go ahead. Let's go deep into TikTok. Maybe we should look into TikTok ads or, however, retargeting ads. Whatever we need to do. Like that, that's that's where I'm at. I'm all about figuring out what works and then just going all in there because otherwise, like I said, you're doing all the stuff that's not making an impact and that's not helping it. So that's right. So just assessing our numbers. That's number one. Two, really deep diving on what's working and honing in on that. And three. Getting eighteen, I think that you can be a six figure esthetician. You can be a seven figure esthetician. I'm pretty sure I I follow the Dallas esthetician, and she said before that she's she's made seven figures all all on her lonesome, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you can, but what I tell a lot of solo estes when they just want to remain solo is that you're building yourself a very great job. You're not building a business, and you know, because when you if you're just by yourself, the spa has to close when you decide you want to go on vacation or decide you want to take a moment, take a breath. Or, yeah. you, just, you know, like that means you're not making money. And so getting a team is crucial because that's going to help what's going to maximize what I call your revenue per hour per room, which is something I learned from Addo Aesthetics, which okay. is a, a the tr- a training group that I was in. But when you have your revenue per Yeah, revenue per hour per room that lets you know how much money you need to be making each hour with different rooms with different service providers to reach your service goal. So and you don't have to start with a whole bunch of people just get one other SD, have her work three days a week and she if she needs, you know, other financial support, have her have another job, but that's what we'll do then we start to add people on so numbers, go deep on what's work add to your team so that you're not having to grind yourself into ground into the ground because I am a grinder. Yeah. I worked 12 hour days, six days a week for years. And wow. I didn't have to, I really didn't have to. And the sooner you take yourself out of the business, the sooner it'll be easier for the clients to transition over to the other teammates because that's really hard too when they just want you. Don't train them into just having you all the time. Be a boss. Figure out you want to be a boss or you want to be a service provider because you can't do both very well. Trust me. I know I've I've done it and it doesn't work very well. Yeah. Um, And then lastly, really ramp up your skincare revenue or your um, retail revenue. You've got to have that extra, it can't just be the service, the service numbers or the service revenue is the only money you're bringing in. If that's the case, I mean, like what happens when you hit June and July, you just suffer and dry out. Like, do you just like kind of wait around hoping and praying that people start to come in? They're on vacation. I'm sorry, but they're not thinking about us right now. And that's okay. Really, you should be on vacation too, or at least enjoying some form of vacation, I mean, get ready for quarter three and quarter four because they're going to come back like they always do. Exactly. But making sure that that retail is good because that's also what helps keep people afloat during the dry months. They're always in need skincare. They're never going to not have a face. Yes. So, <laughs> so I think that was a little jumbled, but that's what I would say. Focus on being productive versus busy, You know, um, making sure you know your numbers, doing the things that really make an impact in building your team and your retail revenue
0: absolutely yeah because I think I I love the the being busy versus productive because I feel like when you are a solopreneur you're you're literally doing everything so you do kind of get stuck in those activities that aren't making you any money Mm -hmm. like those non-income producing activities that Mm -hmm. you know they they're distractions for real but like when you get a team or something you can kind of like start to distribute things
1: and right and when you start to get busy like you're you're no longer handling those other tasks very well, right? Something's going to fall to the wayside. And a lot of people feel like they have to bring someone on full time or someone extremely expensive to take some things off of their plate. Like we, you can start small. Let's say right now, you're solo SD, you're a facialist, right? Um you are here making sure all the dishes get done, making sure everybody's getting called making sure you know that you're doing the laundry start off with drop off laundry service drop that stuff off so you can go do something else you need to be outsourcing so that you can use the time to do revenue generating activities that's the real productive stuff not the busy stuff you doing laundry for your spa yes it's conducive to the health of the spa but it's not it's not a revenue generating activity. You could be texting clients who haven't been in six weeks from now, or getting you a booking system to make sure that that can build that in, or you know, mm-hmm. it's it's like or getting a, a good booking system like at bare minimum. I tell people like they should be looking into Vagaro just because Vagaro has those marketing efforts in built inside of it. So you can literally click in the marketing tab and say send a text out to people um that haven't been in the past six weeks and it'll compile the list so you don't got to do it individually and it'll schedule the send and then they'll be like it'll say hey we miss you so you like once again just make more time for yourself and be productive because you taking your phone texting them one by one is being busy and not productive so Like I said, and it's so hard for me to say because I get caught up in the busy cycle too because sometimes busy is comfortable. Busy means that, oh, I'm not going to have time to do that thing that I really need to do. Like, you know, like asking for a sale or making a a valuable partnership or, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing it's real yeah. easy to fall into busyness
0: it's so well, it really is the amount of time you finish doing all that stuff you only have the energy to do the stuff that you should be doing to make money
1: exactly, <laughs> you exactly. all that
0: laundry and texting people <laughs> and email and all that stuff mm-hmm. yes for sure so if you had to start all over again um just based off of the things that you have learned so far in business like what is the most important thing that you will focus on like right away to get your business to where it is now is it like mark the marketing is it the hiring
1: hiring for sure like hiring that.
0: um our
1: my business is still very busy, busy but when like I said that peak of YouTube when I was really chugging out content consistently I could not keep up with the demand mm-hmm. and it was getting to a point where I had a super long wait list and um really those people would have been fine with seeing other service providers if I just would have made myself less available. Mm. Um, if I would have found really dedicated the time to finding really good people to work in the spa, I could have easily generated way more revenue. Yeah. But because I was so busy, you know, just hustling, being busy, doing the service, you know, when I really could have just been. Watering, you know, YouTube more to get more clients in. Um that's a big opportunity I missed because I can only see one person at a time. Versus if I had a team of people, all the people that were calling in, all the people that are requesting appointments, even though I wasn't available, someone else was. And instead of them getting turned away, they could be here. So that's the biggest mistake I made was not I hired, I hired too slow. And then when we kind of start to level out, then I tried because I had time then, then I hired too fast. So okay. then we had a whole bunch of just warm bodies around here. Mm. And then and I'm going through the thing again. I'm going through a dip now where I'm 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 a little behind, but I should definitely be hiring some more again. Yeah. Um, but then you have to kind of also battle the fact that, you know, a lot of people want to be solo too. So finding a team, you have to be a spa that people want to work at for the, you know that's another story, but yeah, yeah.
0: I get it. I get yeah. it. Okay. So Tosh, like at the end of the day, like what do you want your legacy to be? Cause now you have a, a daughter and everything. You have your business. Like what do you want to contribute to the industry or just be, you know, remembered as?
1: Yes. So I want to say two things. So it's a double, that's a double-sided coin. Um, the first thing is I really want to be remembered as someone who could give skincare one to many. Um, I, every time I get a comment or a DM or a message of someone telling me that the advice that I had given them has helped them tremendously, or it is, you know, changed their skin. Mm-hmm. That means the world to me. Cause anyone that's ever been in the treatment room with me knows like, I'm giving you 100, I'm giving you 150 while we're in there. Cause it's me and you, and I'm gonna do whatever I can to get you those results. Cause I'm kind of like addicted to it. Yeah. Um, The second thing was, I would love to see more women gain, not even just women, more people in the beauty industry gain financial independence and not get caught in the grind like a lot of old school cosmetologists and estheticians have. Like, you know, we see women who have been in the industry for, you know, for years, years, doing it for 30, 40 years. And, you know, they've created, like I said, stable income, but they've created a job instead of a business a legacy something that can be sold something that can be passed on like I want women to feel empowered by building something like that so they can like once they can just unclench like Mm. unclench be able to feel what financial freedom feels like and that's what I'm gonna that's my my goal and the legacy I plan on leaving when it comes to teaching the service providers in our
0: industry okay I love Mm -hmm. it I love it I'm so excited for the med spa that's coming in the next week. So yeah. by the time this airs, like y'all will be already up and running. Like y'all will be, y'all be good. But mm-hmm. is there anything else that's coming up next for you? you uh, that like your focus right now?
1: My big focus is getting this, um, getting us fully transitioned into a med spa. The second big thing is here in the fall like when I say fall, I mean like August-ish mm-hmm. time, um, I'm really excited to be launching our my web version of the Beauty Boss Blueprint, wow. the event, and really honing in on that um, because I think that I, I saw what I needed to see. There were so many people who had like bulb moments while we were doing our thing and just teaching and just showing them you know, there are things that are missing. And what's also great about it too, is that I plan on making it individualized. So instead of you buying the entire thing, you can take what you need and leave what you don't. Because I did get a lot of, you know, messages like, hey, can I just come for the first half? Or, oh, I, I really need this part. And I'm like, okay,
0: gotcha. take
1: what you need, leave what you what you may, you know? So mm-hmm. that's something I'm I'm super excited about.
0: Okay. Oh my God. This has been such a cool conversation. I don't want to let you go. (laughs) Girl, you are good.
1: You are fine. You are fine. But I
0: love it. I hope I didn't talk your head off today. (laughs) I have to ask you the friends and beauty rapid fire questions though, before you go. Okay. So yes, sip your water. Yes, yes, she got this big jug. I know that's that's why her skin is so flawless, girl. She, this is because of the gym. That's the the only reason. Like I'm bad about my water, but he's my gym is across the street. He kills me all the time.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes.
0: So I had these questions for you. If you have to expand on it, that's totally fine. But you could just like you know switch right. your answers out. Mm-hmm. So the first one is, what are the top three keys to your success so far?
1: Sacrifice discipline and investing in yourself
0: yes how do you measure your success
1: what kind of question is that um by how calm my body feels Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like I'm feeling you know good my nervous system is chilled (laughs) yes
0: okay what is the best advice you've ever received or like a piece of advice that has just always stuck with you you always remember it
1: Yes. Um it's just as hard to sell someone that it's just as hard to sell someone something that costs $5 and something that costs $500. It's mm-hmm. still the same. A sale is a sale. It's just, it's just
0: as easy or just as hard. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to a solopreneur right now in the spa or esthetician space who it's just not seeing the results that they want to see with their business. And they're just like, mm, maybe I should just close down and get a job. I'll say this,
1: um, because we are in a, a horrific economy right now. If you need to get a job, like it, it's beyond you. You got someone else to take care of, do what you got to do and tell everybody to shut up. Um, and the other thing is too, is take the pause, take a pause, take a look at your numbers. That's, it's never, they're never going to lie to you. Look at your numbers, figure out what's working, figure out what's not working and focus on what's working. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. What's a resource that helps you in your business that you can share with the Friends of Beauty community like Regaro, Like, Yeah. Okay.
1: Chat GPT all day, all day. Right.
0: Listen. Do you have the free version or the paid one?
1: I have the free version, but I'm willing to pay for the paid version without yeah. a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> Me and Chat GPT are besties. Like this,
0: like this. <laughs> What do you use it for?
1: Um, So sometimes I use it on days where I'm just not feeling, I'm actually making a video about this, Where I'm not feeling very organized and I have things to do. So I ask it to, and I give it the prompt to, you know, I'm like, hey, write me a time coded to-do list with these things, these items on it so that mm-hmm. it can just keep me on task. So I don't, there'll never be a time during the day where I'm like, oh my God, what do I need to do? Yeah. And that's what I like that for. And sometimes for Instagram captions, like SEO, um, heavy. Instagram captions
0: yeah okay I love it I love it I never tried it with the to-do list but I'm gonna try that because I'm a I'm big on like writing whatever I gotta do down but not necessarily like a time stamp
1: I am too but sometimes I can be time blind so when I have it to create it for me and sometimes I'll even print it out because yeah you know I need to see it on a paper um it'll tell me like okay sis this is your allotted time do it and then you set a timer with it and hey, you, you can't lose, you cannot lose with that method. Yeah,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. okay. So the last one, I just want you to fill in the blank for me and just say like, my name is, you know, blank Taj. Mm-hmm. And the key to longevity and success is whatever you think it is.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so my name is Taj and the key to success and longevity is a balancing self-care and discipline
0: Mm, hmm self-care and discipline I like it I like it okay Taj before you go like please share like all of your social media information however you want people to connect with you uh, multicultural learn about the next um blueprint that you're doing like share everything
1: yes so my personal Instagram handle where I do a lot of my um esthetician education content is going to be at Taj.mahali. Um, you can also find me on YouTube, just typing in Taj Mahali, I'll pop up, um, Who and I am on TikTok, but we'll, we'll get there, we'll, we'll really move and shake with that, I'm a long-form content girl, um, but I'm Taj Mahali on there, and as far as figuring out um, where Beauty Boss Blueprint, how to get that next digital version of that, that's going to be on beautybossblueprintevent.net
0: yes I love it thank you so much it was so nice to meet you and oh thank you yeah so much for sharing with us so openly I really appreciate it
1: oh yeah listen bother me anytime I, I love this this is so great thank you of course of course thanks
0: for listening to the friends in beauty podcast don't forget sharing is caring. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with another friend in beauty. Give it a thumbs up and subscribe, rate, and leave a five-star review so that other friends in beauty can find the show. Plus, we'd love to hear your feedback. Connect with us on all social media platforms at friendsinbeauty, hashtag friendsinbeauty to join the conversation, and join our Friends in Beauty Facebook community to stay connected. Talk to you soon.